If you're a woman over 40 dealing with hot flashes, insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, or weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. The experts at Midi Health know all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes of menopause. And Midi can help with safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. Spring, is that you? Warmer temps mean new Albert styles. Meet the new Superlight Collection, the lightest ever shoes from Allbirds, now in fresh colors. These must-have travel shoes have a lighter-than-air feel and barely-there fit that made them the most packable shoes ever. Plus, they're comfy right out of the box. That means more comfort and less baggage. Experience how Allbirds is redefining comfort. Visit Allbirds.com and use code SUPER24 for a free pair of socks with a purchase of $48 or more. That's A-L-L-B-I-R-D-S dot com, code SUPER24. It's me again, Ashley. And yep, you guessed it. I was still stuck in this apartment with these annoying kids. That was definitely the weirdest detention ever. None of us had any idea how long we'd be stuck here. Oh well, at least we weren't starving. As every three days, a giant bag full of groceries would appear inside the doorway, since we couldn't get out of there. Things had become a little less awkward since the day we'd sat down and opened up to each other. Although, Ned had switched from being a jerk towards Jessica to following her around the place like a lovesick puppy. Take this morning. For instance, he held a slice of toast out to her, which he'd cut into the shape of a heart. She rolled her eyes as she pushed the plate away. Poof! Get real, nerd! I don't like you! He took a bite of the toast, then in between chewing said, You'll soon change your mind. I'm Sin2x and you're Coast2x. So together, we're one. I had to admit, watching Ned try and fail to win Jessica's heart was amusing. But unfortunately, I had my own guy-shaped issue to deal with. Philip. He wasn't winding me up anymore. Instead, he was being nice to me. He even lent me his hoodie after I spilled jam on mine. Um, this nice version of him would take some getting used to. <sighs> Now we just needed Gwen and Stan to become a couple, and things would be even more interesting. <laughs> but they barely look at each other. Lucky them, as Philip was really starting to bug me. Can you believe that he actually sprayed my favorite t-shirt with his aftershave? It stank and made me sneeze. Achoo! So I stormed into the living room where he was telling some lame joke to Ned, chucked my t-shirt at him, then yelled, Stop being weird. It's too much. He just gave me this soppy grin and replied, It's so I'm always on your mind. Ugh, I wasn't in the mood for this, so I returned to my room and sulked there for the rest of the day. Ugh, this apartment was too crazy. I just wanted to go home. My stomach started to rumble, so I reluctantly left the room to grab a snack. What? Jessica was spoon-feeding Philip cereal. Ned was sulking in the corner of the room, and Gwen was mimicking Jessica's actions with Stan, who now had mushed-up cereal all over his face. Jeez, Philip thought he was so handsome that he could get any girl he wanted. Well, he sure moved on fast. Fine, I'd show him. I squeezed in between Gwen and Stan and touched his hair. Your hair, Stan. I've never known it is so glossy. 
I put my hand on my chin and looked at him with adoring eyes. And in my cutest voice, I asked him, Would you like me to make you some French toast? Stan gave me this petrified look and tried squirming away from me. Then Philip and Jessica walked over, and he frowned at me. Come on, Ash. You and the emo? Really? Gwen snorted. Oh, yeah. It's better than a pretty doll and a jock. Oh, wait. Actually, you two are perfect for each other. Stan quietly laughed to himself, then muttered out, Right. Dumb people should be together. Suddenly, Jessica burst into tears. What? Why was she crying? Everyone fell silent and looked at her. Come on, Jess. He was only kidding. I awkwardly patted her back. Then she blurted out, I... I've always had a thing for Stan, okay? Huh? Well, none of us were expecting that. Poor Stan looked like he was gonna faint with shock. Jessica must have been burying these feelings deep down for so long. She was the most popular girl with a reputation to live up to, after all. Through sobs, Jessica looked at Stan and continued, I knew us being here together was my chance to see if you like me. So, I agreed to Philip's deal to see if you're jealous. Tears streamed down her face. But you just think I'm some dumb pretty doll. She mumbled out an apology to Ned for being insensitive to him, then turned to Stan, sobbed. I'm not a porcelain doll. I have feelings. And left. Oh, wow. I didn't see that coming. I guess I feel kind of bad for her. And also guilty. Hold up. Philip's deal? Oh, so he pulled that out to make me jealous too? That night, we had another meeting. Yawn. This one was as dull as it sounds. Well, until we started discussing the meaning behind this detention. Hey, since when did detentions go on for this long? It's been two weeks already. Ned looked concerned. We all agreed. We'd learned how to live in some sort of harmony together, but still, we need to go outside. Also, my family would be worrying, right? There's two, I hope. Then the next morning, Philip was trying to de-jam the air vent in the kitchen when he waved us all over. He pointed up at something small with a tiny red light on it. Ned and he took it down. It was a camera. It could be a security camera, Jessica said. My house also has a few inside. In case of intruders or something. Gwen sneered. Duh, your house is a freaking mansion. Here, there's no need for a security cam. We decided to spread out and look for more cameras. In total, we found five, all hidden around the place, including in a plant pot and fixed to a picture frame. It was freaky to think there could be more scattered around the place. Ooh. We gathered in the living room to discuss what to do about this, when suddenly the front door opened and in walked the principal and some other man I'd never seen before. Huh? Who was he? Did this mean we could finally go home? The other man started talking. Hi everyone, I'm Kevin, and you are the participants in my exciting reality show. Your principal here put you all forward for this as I wanted kids with six varying personalities. Gwen stood up and shouted, What? Is this for real? I added, There's no way my parents would have agreed to this. They did. 
the principal grinned. They signed the documents. They all think you are at training camp. Kevin added, Keep up the good work, guys. The viewers are loving all this drama and attitude. Jessica screamed out, You can't do this! It isn't right! We'll keep you here for some more time to see how this project goes. Don't worry, you'll all get scholarships after this. That is, as long as you cooperate. We watched as they took away the cameras we'd found. And, yep, you guessed it, they locked the door behind them. Then we gathered in the spot in the kitchen, which didn't have any cameras in it, and whispered about what we should do next. Ned suggested, I've done my calculations, and if we join all our clothes together, we can climb down from the window. We were about four floors up, so guess this was possible. Under Ned's instruction, we all wet our clothes, before we joined them, as apparently this would make them less likely to tear. I'll go, Philip added. I mean, I'm way stronger than the rest of you, and I'm the fastest, so I'll reach the cop station in record time, report those jerks, then send help. So the plan was set, and we all clung onto the end of the clothes rope as Phil climbed down it. It was kind of impressive watching him abseil down the building, and he was like a real-life Spider-Man. When he reached the bottom, we hid the clothes rope in the wardrobe and slid a piece of paper under the apartment door so Philip could find our room again. Now it was a waiting game. We all tried to carry on as normal, as we were aware of the hidden cameras. Suddenly, the door barged open, and in walked the principal, Kevin, and four massive dudes. Oh no! Jessica frightenedly whispered. Those men instantly started collecting our stuff. When one of them picked up Gwen's hat, she charged at him. Get off of my stuff, creep! The man grabbed her around the waist with one arm and pulled her across the room. She thrashed, kicked, and screamed. She might have been big, but she's still a teenage girl, so she was no match for him. Jessica, Ned, and I all clustered together, not knowing what to do. Only Stan seemed to keep his quiet and calm. With a grin on his face, Kevin shouted, well, that wasn't very clever now, was it? So we're moving you somewhere new before you're discovered. Right at that moment, Philip ran into her room, followed by some cops. There they are! It's them! They locked us up in here! The principal straightened his tie, then in a polite tone said, Oh, please, this is a misunderstanding. I'm the principal of Xavier Springs High School, and these are the particularly delinquent students who are all in detention. We're administering a special education program for them. And here's their teacher. He pointed over to Kevin. Liar! I shouted. They just made up excuses to punish us and trap us in here. There's hidden cameras and we're on some reality TV show. Ignore her. She has, um, mental issues. She'll do anything to get out of detention. Then he pointed at Gwen. Look, officer, how could we not have special treatment for an aggressive girl like that? Don't you think? We all shouted and tried to explain, but our words jumbled together. The only one who remained silent was, no surprise, Stan. The cops searched around but found nothing. They thought we were only unruly teens trying to bail on detention. They were about to leave 
when Stan calmly walked over to them, pulled out one of the cameras we'd found the other day from his pocket, and passed it to them. Then, Stan, still without any words, pulled out a vintage recorder, pressed the button, and we all heard the whole conversation about TV shows and the principal's threats. Whoa! Nice work, Stan! The cops instantly arrested them, and we were taken back to our families, who all sobbed with joy on our return. So, what came next? Well, my high school got a new principal, and this one hasn't given me detention. Yet. <laughs> the former principal and Kevin and his whole crew are in serious trouble with the cops. Looks like they might end up in jail. As for the six of us, well, we formed an unbreakable friendship. Philip got a sports scholarship, and I'm super proud of him. He also told his dad how he was feeling, and they sorted things out. Ned finally stood up for himself to his parents, and now they're trying to be more understanding. He also has a girlfriend, and just won first prize of the state at physics. The nerd. <laughs> Jessica and Stan are an official couple, and they don't care what other people think of them. They're actually super cute together. But shush! Don't tell them I said that. Gwen decided to leave this town and go study at an all-girls boarding school. She just started dating a girl there named Claire. She sounds really happy. We're all glad to hear. So, I guess Miss Tough Cookie has a soft side after all. And me? Well, I went from a lonely and awkward girl to having five unlikely best friends and a wonderful boyfriend. Yep, I'm now with Philip. Guess being in detention wasn't so bad after all. Cheers! Ugh, another day in this insufferable place. It's lunchtime, and I'm sitting alone at my usual spot in the cafeteria. The buzzing noise of other students fills the air like an obnoxious soundtrack. Great. I take a bite of my mediocre lunch, trying to ignore the stares. You see, I have these, well, crazy eyes. They change color and pattern depending on my emotions, making me a walking mood ring. I guess I'm like a living meme. The mockery of the century. Suddenly, my best friend, Hanako, slides into the seat across from me. This overly enthusiastic girl is the only one who can tolerate my sarcasm. And, well, my eyes. Kazumi, did you see the new meme about the doge to the moon thing? It's hilarious. I roll my eyes. If only they could send me to the moon and away from all this drama. Wow, Hanako. Such meme. Much originality. She giggles and shows me the meme on her phone. I'll admit it's pretty funny, but I'd rather not give her the satisfaction. You know, with your crazy eyes, you could become a meme too. Just think about it. My eyes flicker to a neon green with a lightning bolt pattern. Really, Hanako? As if I need more attention. Oh, I can see it now. Crazy Eyes Kazumi. The internet sensation who puts all other memes to shame. Suddenly, a paper ball hits the side of my head. I glance up to see Yuji smirking from a nearby table. Yuji, the popular guy who loves to make my life miserable. Hey, Crazy Eyes! Wanna show us some of your tricks? His friends laugh, and my eyes narrow, turning a fiery red with smoke patterns. I clench my fists, trying to hold back my anger. Just ignore them, Kazumi. They're not worth your time. Hanako reaches across the table, giving my hand a reassuring squeeze. Don't let them get to you, Kazumi. 
You're way cooler than them. <sighs> Thanks, Hanako. But sometimes I just wish I was normal. She looks at me with sympathy. I appreciate her concern, but I can't help feeling like a burden. Later, as I walk through the school hallways, I can't shake off the feeling that I'm being watched. I pause, glancing around. Suddenly, I spot a flashy girl with a camera in her hand, quickly snapping a picture of me. Hey, crazy eyes! You're gonna be famous soon. I frown, watching her hurry off. Why can't I just be left alone? Great. Another wannabe paparazzo. Can't wait for my inevitable rise to fame. When I reach my locker, I find a note taped to it. Meet me on the rooftop after school. I have something important to tell you. Oh, how original. A rooftop rendezvous. I can't wait to find out who my secret admirer is. My eyes shift to a deep blue with question mark patterns. I can't help but feel a mix of curiosity and annoyance. Just who could this mysterious note-leaver be? Might as well find out. If nothing else, it'll be a good laugh. The school day drags on, each class more tedious than the last. I can hardly wait for the final bell to ring. As it does, I quickly gather my things and head for the rooftop. The anticipation is killing me. Or maybe it's just indigestion from the cafeteria food. As I open the rooftop door, I'm greeted by a gentle breeze and the sight of Yuto, the quiet guy who's always been somewhat of an enigma to me. My eyes shift to a pale pink with swirls, signaling my surprise and confusion. Hey, Kazumi, I've been waiting for you. Really? You're the one who left the note? What's the catch? <laughs> no catch. I just wanted to talk to you about your eyes. I cross my arms, not entirely convinced by his friendly demeanor. What about them? Are you here to make fun of me too? No, not at all. Actually, I wanted to tell you that I think they're amazing. My eyes widen, turning a bright yellow with star patterns. This was unexpected. Wait, you're serious? You don't think they're freakish? No way! I think your eyes make you unique and special. And I'm not the only one. There's a whole online community who would love to see them. What? Like some kind of crazy eye fetish group? <laughs> no, no! It's a group of people who celebrate unique abilities. Like yours. I think you'd fit right in. I can't help but crack a small smile. Maybe Yuto isn't as bad as I thought, but a part of me is still skeptical. So what? I just start posting pictures of my eyes online and suddenly I'm a star? Why not? You never know what could happen. Embrace your unique ability and show the world what you've got. I look out over the school grounds, thinking about his words. Could I really turn my so-called curse into something positive? The thought is both terrifying and exhilarating. Maybe it's time to stop hiding in the shadows. Let's see if the world is ready for Crazy Eyes Kazumi. With a newfound sense of determination, I look back at Yuto. All right, I'll give it a shot. But if I become a meme, it's on you. We both laugh as we walk back into the school building. My eyes now a kaleidoscope of colors, reflecting my whirlwind of emotions. Little did I know, my life was about to take an unexpected turn. Over the next few weeks, Yuto helps me set up an online presence. We create profiles on various social media platforms and start posting pictures and videos of my eyes in action. It's a strange experience, but also kind of fun. Who knew there were so many hashtags for unique eyes? Slowly but surely, I start to gain followers. People are fascinated by my eyes, leaving comments ranging from amazing to are they even real? Wow, it's like I've discovered a whole new world of validation. My self-esteem has never been higher. 
Yuto just laughs and continues to encourage me. He's always there, helping me come up with new ideas and cheering me on. I have to admit, it's nice to have someone in my corner. One day, as we're scrolling through my latest posts, I notice a message from a talent agency. They want to represent me and help me turn my unique eyes into a brand. My eyes flash to a vibrant purple with exclamation points, reflecting my shock and excitement. Is this for real? They want me to become a model or something? Told you your eyes were amazing. This is just the beginning, Kazumi. The world is gonna love you. As much as I want to maintain my sarcastic facade, I can't help but feel a surge of happiness. Maybe my eyes really can bring something positive to my life. Well, I guess it's time to take the world by storm. One crazy-eyed selfie at a time. Together, Yuto and I dive headfirst into the world of modeling, endorsements, and even a TV appearance or two. It's surreal and chaotic, but also incredibly exciting. My life has become a whirlwind of photo shoots, interviews, and autographs. It's like I'm living in some kind of bizarre alternate reality. I went from being the outcast to the star attraction. Through it all, Yuto remains by my side, offering support and guidance. Our friendship grows stronger, and I find myself wondering if there might be something more between us. <sighs> Love and fame. It's like a cliched drama waiting to happen. But as my fame continues to rise, so does the pressure. I struggle to balance school, my personal life, and my newfound career. The constant attention and scrutiny wear on me, and I begin to feel trapped. I wanted to be accepted for my crazy eyes, but now it feels like they're all anyone sees. Is this really what I wanted? As I sit on the rooftop, reflecting on the whirlwind my life has become, Yuto finds me. A concerned look on his face. Kazumi, are you okay? You've been really quiet lately. I look at him, my eyes a stormy gray with raindrop patterns, revealing my inner turmoil. I don't know, Yuto. I thought fame would make me happy, but it just feels overwhelming. He sits down beside me, offering a comforting presence. It's okay to feel overwhelmed. You've been through a lot. Just remember... You're more than just your crazy eyes. You're Kazumi, and that's what really matters. As his words sink in, my eyes slowly shift to a soft blue with a gentle wave pattern. Maybe there's more to me than just my eyes. And it's time to find out who I really am, beyond the fame and the memes. The teacher's eye twitched nervously when he looked at me. I stood in front of him, nervously rubbing my notebook. The girls were whispering and laughing but the boys were ready to eat me up with their amorous stares. Katie, I have never seen a student like you. The teacher's voice quivered. Either you answer my question or you go straight to the principal. I squealed like a mouse. The boys were all gasping with emotion and there was hysterical laughter among the girls. It was the toughest test I'd ever had. Hi, my name is Katie and I'm actually a genius but I have to pretend to be stupid to get guys to like me. Before this school year, I went to another school, and I had my picture up on all the honor boards. I could compete with a lot of the teachers in terms of knowledge, and our physicist even quit after arguing with me and threw a real tantrum on the principal. After fifth grade, I stopped doing homework altogether because I was so good at it, and I had a place at Yale already secured. But my life wasn't like a fairy tale. I guess it's no secret that guys don't like girls who are too smart. I have a beautiful appearance, but my intelligence scared away all the admirers. When I was on another date, 
I'd get a little carried away, and I'd start discussing the stages of evolution, the boundaries of the universe, or the splitting of atoms. The guys would just blow right off, and they wouldn't even talk to me at school. But I wanted love so bad, more than anything. So, when I got transferred to a new, better school in the state, I decided to change my life. Why do I need brains that outshine my beauty? I want a boyfriend. I want dates and attention. So, I decided to play dumb. And according to my calculations, it was going to help me. The first day, I went to school as a living doll. The guys were drooling, but the girls were a little wary. I'm a quick thinker, so I went straight to the breach. Walking down the corridor, I supposedly tripped next to a handsome man. And he just happened to catch me. Baby, are you okay? He played with his eyebrows. Wow, you're strong. I squeezed his biceps. Are they made of steel? I just work out a lot. He answered proudly. And I drink protein. Do you drink them right? How much protein do you consume? What's your protein base? And is it certified? The guy's look immediately changed. He was batting his eyes stupidly. And I think he froze. I'm getting carried away again. What the hell was that curse? Okay, that was a slip, but I almost made it. I decided to change tactics and try my luck with a smarter guy. After picking the best looking one in biology class, I paired up with him. Everything was going great. I was dumb as hell, and he felt like a real hero. He even put his palm on mine. It took my breath away. But what is he doing? This isn't right at all. I took the guy's microscope away. Are you an idiot? It's so clear. What the hell did you write? Katie, I... I... The poor guy started stuttering, and I started to rewrite the whole thing in a frenzy. And by the time I realized what I'd done, the guy had already run away. And from that moment on, he was on his way to avoid me. What a genius idiot I am. Even zombie wouldn't eat my brain. I'm too smart. But I invented a new tactic, and I joined the company of beautiful fools. Around them, the guys walked like a herd of buffalo at the watering hole. I couldn't understand how it was possible. Even cats are smarter than these girls. Even my microwave knows more tasks than they do. The only thing that saved me was that I am a fast learner and could adapt to their strange behavior. Pretty soon, I could pretend to be so stupid that my brain was catching critical errors. And it worked. I was hit on by a real hottie. Pete and I went on a date, and this strong man was literally carrying me in his arms. I had never heard so many compliments about myself before. One day, he took me to the gym to show how strong he was. Wow, what a barbell. I went over to the dumbbells and looked at them stupidly. It's dumbbells, he proudly announced and hugged me. You don't know anything about it, do you, cat? No, will you show me? Sure, baby. That's a kettlebell. He held up a huge kettlebell, and I was fascinated by his muscles. And this is where I set my record. No one can beat me. Pete went over to the weight machine, set his maximum weight, and pushed the lever as hard as he could. I'm super-powered, you know? I'm like Superman. And then I started shaking with anger. My brain was screaming, and it became hysterical. Even my eyes went black. 
Superman? That's just leverage. I went over to the simulator. I made the lever longer, and I adjusted it. And then I put my little weight on it and did the same thing Pete did. It's basic physics. What is wrong with you, Pete? How can you be so stupid? There was laughter from all sides of the guys. Pete's lip trembled, and he ran away. And I slapped my forehead with my palm. I'd ruined it again. I was already desperate, thinking it was all useless. Plus, my studies made my teachers furious. I came in here with the best performance, but in reality, I couldn't solve an elementary example because of my disguise. My parents were hysterical, and I made up stupid excuses. I was getting ready to get smart, but then I met Caleb, a musician from the parallel class with an angelic voice. He was incredibly handsome and cool, though he was on the verge of dropping out. I don't need to study. I'm a musician, he was saying. But Caleb was so charming that I fell in love. He wooed me beautifully, composed songs, and gave me the most unforgettable dates. You're so good to me, Cat. You're so simple, not like those nerds. I hate nerds, I murmured, melting in his arms. I was finally done messing things up. My brain was just shutting down from love. But at the end of the semester, the midterm test began, which brought me back from the dream world. Caleb was so bad at studying that he wasn't even bothered. He'd be expelled for sure, and so would I. The teachers wanted to get rid of me on principle and wrote angry messages to my previous principal. Yeah, I really screwed him over. He vouched for me. So, in another algebra class, I got axed with an elementary question. Caleb was staring at me with love, and the teacher was freaking out. Boyfriend or career? A choice that seemed impossible to me. That's where I started my story. Sit down, cat, the teacher said nervously. You can go right after class and sign the expulsion papers. No! I came up to the blackboard. Give me your tasks, all of them. And I solved them all by writing all over the blackboard and even the wall. The kids looked at me with their mouths open, and it was like the teacher saw a ghost. Lesson after lesson, I amazed everyone. I pulled all my grades in just a few days, and the teachers, even the principal, saw me as a real treasure. But Caleb wasn't thrilled. So you're a nerd, he said disappointedly. Yes, but we're good together. You lied to me. You're a crammer, cat. I don't mess with nerds. You're a fool. I got angry. You'll get expelled. You won't even be able to play music. All the rock stars were nerds, he retorted. When? The 80s? Ow. This is the 21st century. Give me a break, cat. You have homework to do. He left, and I was filled with anger. How could he treat life like that? He'll ruin himself and be nothing. I stormed into his rehearsal room, blazing with anger. Come here, I said sternly, and dragged the boy by the hand. What, are you out of your mind? Just drop your guitar already. I was as unstoppable as a snow avalanche. When I took Caleb back to my house, I locked the room, where my books were already prepared. Cat, are you out of your mind? Sit down and listen. I sat down next to him, textbook in hand. Get away from me, why are you doing this? Because I love you, you fool. I won't let you get kicked out of school, understand? 
I'm not gonna read any stupid textbooks. You won't. Just listen. You're a musician, and you're better at hearing information. That's why it's hard for you to memorize lyrics. I made Caleb listen to himself. We took breaks for tea and conversation, and then I'd go back to hammering it into him. The kid didn't like it, but I managed to teach him for days at a time. Cat, that's it, that's it, I don't like it. Okay, I crossed my arms around my chest. My anger, overwhelming. School's not my thing, Cat. Yeah, you're better off living with your parents until you're old. Work at the diner, play guitar in your spare time. Maybe even play at a cafe or two. Good luck, Caleb. When he left, I cried. I'd fallen in love for the first time, kissed for the first time, and he ruined everything. When he gets expelled, we'll never see each other again. He doesn't want someone like me. And I guess it wasn't love for him. For a week straight, all I listened to was the song that Caleb had dedicated to me. And then, in a heartbreak, I deleted it. I made my choice. But as soon as I did, I heard the same song from across the street. Caleb? I almost fell out the window. I'm sorry, cat. I'm an idiot. Caleb put the guitar down, and then he showed me his textbooks. I don't want to drop out of school, because that's where I see you. I love you, cat. Will you help me pass my exams? I was so happy. I was ready to fly. In the evenings, I saw Caleb on my own. And at night, I recorded audio lessons for him. When he couldn't come to class, he'd listen to my voice on his headphones and learn. Even when he was driving his car around town, I could hear my voice through the speakers. It was exam day, and I couldn't help myself. I gave my boyfriend a big kiss. You can do this, Caleb. Just know that I love you. While we waited for the test results, Caleb wasn't himself. The teachers and principal just chuckled indulgently. And they were surprised he was still in school. Even his friends were convinced that he was going to get kicked out of school. But worst of all, Caleb himself was sure of it. Classes with you were the best time of my life, he said. Caleb looked at me sadly. Thank you, Cat. I won't forget that. I burst into tears, thinking this was the end of our relationship. The next morning... After a sleepless night, I heard screams under the window. It was Caleb, and he looked like a happy puppy, not a badass rocker. I passed the test, cat. I'm staying in school. We can keep our hands off each other for days with joy. Finally, my intelligence was able to help me get on with my personal life, and also help the person I love. Even now, Caleb often listens to my records and learns new things, but... He doesn't forget about music either. Guys, if you think being smart is a curse, give it up. Intelligence can give you so much more than popularity in school. Don't sacrifice your future for supposed fame. Are there any of you who suffer because of your intelligence? Share your stories in the comments. Like and share this video with your friends. Also, be sure to subscribe to our channel and click the bell. Spring, is that you? Warmer temps mean new Albert styles. Meet the Superlight Collection, the lightest ever shoes from Allbirds, now in fresh colors. These must-have travel shoes have a lighter-than-air feel and barely their fit that made them the most packable shoes ever. That means more comfort and less baggage. Try the Superlight Tree Runner with a cushy foam midsole and breathable eucalyptus fiber upper. Plus, they're comfy right out of the box. So, what can you do in a Superlight shoe? What can't you do is the better question.
And because they're super packable, the real question is, where are you taking them? Experience how Allbirds redefines comfort. Visit Allbirds.com and use code SUPER24 for a free pair of socks with a purchase of $48 or more. That's A-L-L-B-I-R-D-S dot com, code SUPER24. Catch those springtime vibes all over Arizona. Break out of the winter blues by hitting the water at one of our lake and river parks. Take a hike among the wildflowers. Just make sure to stay on the trails and leave the flowers for the bees. Discover Arizona's best kept secret and visit azstateparks.com slash amazing to start your springtime adventure.